Hey, welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons, where we're taking Sunday's uh, monologue, I guess, the sermon, and turning it into dialogue. So, uh, as always, you don't have to have been in our services to get something out of this podcast. I think we're going to be able to uh, add some value to your life today, because uh, we are talking about the peaks. This was the closeout to our Peaks and Valley series, talking about what do you do in the good times. And uh, I think we we talked a lot about the the bad times and the boring times, and so... Man, it's it's a breath of fresh air, I think, to finally be able to talk about, hey, when life is going well, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so today, my special guest is Taisha Beasley. Hello. Hi. How you doing? I am so excited to be here. You should be, because this <laughs> no. is going to be awesome. But uh, no. yes, yeah, so Taisha, you are entrepreneur, yes. author, yes. extraordinaire, you know. I mean. Mother, mother wife. Those are way more important. <laughs> <laughs> All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit. So. So what what's your peak journey right now? Because you you just released a book, so right. you, you you're probably riding high. This may be good timing mm. to bring you in. There, yeah, I think even in all of our successes, we also have yeah. moments that are not so great. So. Yeah, but like so, tell us a little bit about the book. Tell us about that journey. What does that look like? Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show. Um, I think right now I just released my fourth book called Dear Sis, You Can Live Free. And um, it's my testimony. So this book was a lot different than books I've released in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, I just released it November 3rd. It's out. It's available on all platforms. And it's doing really good by God's grace. But I think... Yeah, I, I saw you hit uh, number a milestone one. number one yes, on Amazon. We did. On I, I hit number one. So I'm very grateful for that. But sometimes, you know how when you have a moment of excitement, you don't realize it's like that moment for you <laughs> until you sit back and be like, whoa, okay, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's what it's been for me. Just okay. one day at a time. And I feel like the work has just begun because the book is out and if you write books we all know marketing and promotion comes yep. and so i think it's good to slow down to enjoy yeah. but yeah it's difficult sometimes and what what made you want to write this book because this is you are extremely vulnerable i had the chance to read it you're very vulnerable with oh. your life and your story <laughs> what what makes somebody wake up one day and say you know what i'm gonna tell the world all my business all my stuff <laughs> um i think for me I'm going to say, honestly, it wasn't something I wanted to do Mm -hmm. because it is my testimony. I'm very open and transparent about a very difficult season in my life. And I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more later. But I remember asking God, like, are you sure? (laughs) Because, you know, it involved myself and my husband. And I felt like we had healed past that moment. Mm -hmm. And now it it was me. I felt like it was God saying, I need you to share this testimony because there's a bigger meaning attached to it like that season that you were in how you felt all of that I want to use for my glory and that's scary when God said I want to use this mess (laughs) for his glory you like but God like can I just ride the wave of healing and um so I actually finished the book a year ago okay and I was it was a lot of fear there Mm -hmm. to release and share my testimony but um, it was a journey and God was like, it's time. And if you don't move now, yeah, you, you may miss this moment. Yeah. So what I think is so cool about that is it, it really is a testimony of true healing. Yeah. 
because if if you don't have true healing and then you try and write a book like that mm -hmm. uh really what you end up with is you just had a scab and you're gonna pick that scab and it's still gonna be infected it's still gonna be nasty yeah. and so like you have to really truly have come through healing yeah. uh yeah. in order to be able to write something like that yeah. so I, I think that's awesome thank that's really you cool. yeah. and and as a testimony to that one of the young ladies who was at the book release she said i love that it looks like you and your husband are on the other side of mm -hmm. that story and that testimony mm -hmm. and it shows and yeah. so i'm so grateful for that and even the testimonies i've been getting from women who've been in similar situations yeah. like just recently um, a young woman came to me and said she was in something like that currently mm. and she is set free like two days after the book she read the book she was completely set free and i was like That's awesome this is why yeah it's not even about me like god is doing yeah. his thing with this book so i'm excited no i love it yeah. so the the whole message uh on sunday was basically just celebrate like it was, it was i'm so such bomb. a i'm such a deep <laughs> philosophical preacher like you are. Hey, what, you do you, are. what do you do on the peaks <laughs> celebrate like that's the, the whole premise of the message oh my gosh. from start to finish is just learn how to celebrate yeah so when when you're you know hit number one on Amazon when when the book releases when you have this phenomenal release party how do you celebrate like wh what do you do to celebrate those moments or, or maybe even a, you know something else in your life that's worth celebrating but what is what does a party look like for Taisha well I everybody knows I love to have fun okay <laughs> so it's me like just being with family and friends and I love how Pastor So last Sunday talked about in those like plateau moments where you're building community yeah. and you're building your tribe so like my tribe showed up for me on yeah. the day of my release and it was just it was so beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I feel like for me, that's celebrating, like yeah. bringing people in with me who have been in the trenches, who've seen like the tears and the struggle and being able to say, look what God has done out of yeah. this testimony. Like yeah. that is how I love to celebrate, like with my people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So specifically though, like, so day after the, the book release part, what'd you do? I crashed. I crashed. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to think of something like, amazing to say <laughs> i'm trying to think of something spectacular to say i think it was like unreal mm -hmm. um i i feel like maybe for even a week after the release i was just like the book is out like all of this like fear all of this like anxiety that came with writing this book and sharing my testimony it's out and it was like a big uh load that released off of yeah, me yeah. And so like, that's kind of like what happened for me. I didn't have a moment where it was like, oh, look what I did. Mm -hmm. Because like, that was never my heart for this book. Yeah. I didn't want to write the book. <laughs> so it was kind of like, okay, God, look what you did. And yeah. so uh, maybe I didn't celebrate to the fullest like I should have. So I feel like the confetti that came out was for me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, so you should celebrate yeah. this moment. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that, that's how we celebrated on Sunday. We celebrated with confetti cannons and screaming and yelling. It and, was amazing. Uh, a phenomenal DJ. Uh, oh. Uh, he was he was feeling it. He in was that feeling lobby. it. That was awesome. His, man, everyone was just so happy. <laughs> that was a God thing to yeah. have that whole setup. I yeah. really enjoyed that. It yeah. was good. So we, we celebrated with cookies and music and dancing. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, my favorite moment, DJ came out from behind the booth, did the splits, oh and then went God. right back to DJing. And I was just like. Like it never happened. 
happened. That's happy. That's <laughs> right there. That's that's celebration. Yes. And uh, man, I th- I think no, more people need need that. But that's yeah, true. I love what you said. It's it's all about that that community that you've built. Yeah. And so it's like in those in those high moments, you could have a success. But if you didn't build that community yeah. in the plateau, yeah. then you're kind of all by yourself, and that's that's sad. It's sad. It's. And I'm getting to the point in my life where you can always see how people build in those moments Mm -hmm. because when it is time to celebrate or when there are moments where you are in the valley, like a lot of times individuals who don't build in those seasons with their community, they they go through it alone. And so myself and my husband, you already know, we big on community. We are so big on community and um, we love that CLC embraces community and talks about community. So that's huge. Yeah, shout out to your uh, Grace Collective. Hi peoples, (laughs) I love you. Okay, I love love that community so much. They are the people that are part of it. It's just like, it's becoming like family. And uh, we're growing together. We're sharing our testimonies. And it's just amazing. I love it. Yeah, that's beautiful. So you and David, you're going to, you're going to celebrate an anniversary or a special moment. Where do you go? What do you do? I mean, it has to be top notch. Like take me to the fanciest places. You're a fancy girl. (laughs) I mean, there's this whole thing. I know you've seen it on IG where it's like, don't take me to the cheesecake factory. (laughs) I was so heartbroken when I saw oh that because gosh. I'm like, the Cheesecake Factory is I mean, amazing. In I real life, factory. like all, all jokes aside, like I will go to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I am not too, like we could go there. To me, celebration, and I told my, my son this actually, I said, you create those moments. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter so much like where you are. It's yeah. like who you're with and just your state yeah. of mind, your heart posture, all of those yeah. things. So yeah. No, I love that. I, I think that there's absolutely room for the fans fancy party the fancy celebration absolutely because lo- you know i like to do that <laughs> but yes yes but also just being able to have just the casual just like it, it's low-key like we, we, some of our best you know celebrations my wife and i've ever had it's just it's just the two of us and you know some tacos or something yes the tacos yes <laughs> i love okay so that i do love cozy moments like that yeah. i love those intimate in the house chilling netflixing and chilling i love those yeah. moments so yeah. to me that is a part of celebration relaxing absolutely yeah yeah and I, th- I think that's what people need to to embrace is just the diversity of what a celebration can yeah. look like yeah you know for for some people celebration is let me get as many people around me as possible yeah. let me get all dressed up and other people it's man i just i want to celebrate with that one person yeah. that makes it all special and i think there's room for for both yeah. it's just the the danger comes when we fail to celebrate uh important mm. moments and it's funny you say that because i feel like we live in a culture where it's not really taught how to celebrate mm-hmm. just personally speaking from a business like culture perspective yeah. Um, it's like you don't have time to celebrate that yeah. win because you got to keep grinding. You got to keep grinding, yeah. and so for me, it is a struggle sometimes to be intentional yeah. to enjoy moments because I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? Because this yeah. is gonna die down by next weekend, so I got to yeah, yeah. think of something else to do. But I love the healthy perspective that was brought to the table during our message on how we should stop and celebrate. Like this is a, a gift from God. Yeah. And um, it's just, in, it's challenging me to have those moments yeah. where I celebrate things that God is doing. Yeah. I even looked at my husband and said, we should celebrate the fact that we launched like 
stepped out and did the small group for Grace yeah. Collective because like we talked about it, but we never yeah. set out to do it. But <laughs> like this is a celebration. Like we're able yeah. to use our gifting. So it's like I love the perspective of celebrating. Yeah, but you're so right. Like so often we just it's just on to the next thing. Yeah. And we don't really take the time to appreciate what we've got. Yeah. Uh, I got in this really cool habit when I was an intern. Uh, so the internship I was a part of was called 24-7. And so at 2.47 p.m. That every day. Good. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> um, uh, all my great stories come from 24-7. Okay. But there's, I should be in counseling for some of the things that we went through <laughs> from 24-7. Uh, we always tell people it's not like a cutesy name. Like it was 24 hours a day, seven life. days a week. It right. was, this is all you do. But um, there was, I love the habit that they got us into that every time the clock hit 247, you took a minute to reflect. Oh, wow. uh, and sometimes that reflection was, you know, what, what do I need to be doing more of? What do I mm-hmm. need to be doing better? But a lot of times that that 247 was just what's God done in the last 24 oh, hours and, and what what should I be recognizing him for? That's and so I, I love that we got in this habit of every single day and I, I think that's that's probably the heart of the message yeah. uh yesterday was that it's not just about celebrating these huge moments but it's every single day there should be something worth celebrating something that you mm-hmm. can say wow thank you jesus for for this moment mm-hmm. and if it's as simple as he gave you uh, a morning to wake up to mm-hmm. hey i'm gonna say thank you jesus for this that's so good that's so good i think that um just knowing that 2024 was kind of difficult yeah but i love that if we do it day by day and not look for those milestones like when i do this i'm going to be grateful and when this happened when i get more money when i get this job so i love that you are telling us to reflect and you're encouraging us to reflect on every day those everyday meditations that we have with the lord i love that yeah. So that was our phrase. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that that's catchy enough for people. I like yeah. maybe we should make some T-shirts. I was just going to say, can we have a T-shirt? It's not official. Can't start a movement without a T-shirt. We need a T-shirt for <laughs> we need it. A I'll, t-shirt. I'll talk to the team. We'll okay. see what we can do. Good. Wow. Thank Good. you, Jesus. Wow. T-shirt. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. It's yes. a great idea. Somebody somebody write that down. So write it uh, down. Uh, but uh, so anyways, that, that was our phrase. Yeah. And um, it. really, it, it really it breaks down three things. Um, I hit them kind of fast. I don't even know if you can count them as like points of a sermon, um, but it was it's gratitude, mm-hmm. uh, it's recognition, mm-hmm. and it's perspective mm-hmm. uh, in that phrase. And so let's start with that gratitude piece. Yeah. Like, uh, why do you think it's so hard for people to, or maybe not it's, that it's hard, but just so it's uncommon mm-hmm. for people to actually take the time to be grateful for what they have in their life? What, what do you think the issue is there? I think that it's twofold. I think there's a little bit of heart posture we have to take into account mm-hmm. where it's not really living a Holy Spirit led life. It's yeah. kind of like a, this is what I have to do. Um, and um, from that comes like grumbling and mm-hmm. discontentment because you see this list of things to do and things become like just tasks. So yep. it's like, you're not taking a moment to be grateful for things that are happening around you. You're not being present. Um, yep. Everything is a grind. Like this culture, we're just moving so quickly where, you know, it's, I don't think we're doing it intentionally. It's just by the time you look up, it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you haven't had an opportunity yeah. to really stop and be present in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in that moment. So yeah. I think it is just your heart posture you have to be intentional Mm -hmm. with it um and i think it's society okay 
if you look on social media, like there's so many things encouraging us to, um, you know, rise from the situation. Like I have the strength within me to do this. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. And I can, and I, and it's I, 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 but we fail every single day. All the time. Um, but when we, when, and I know we're going to get into the perspective part, when we think about, you know, it's Christ. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like everything becomes beautiful. It's just like, God helped me do my hair. God helped me get this interview. You know what I mean? It's like, we look at it from a perspective of it's, this is God, not me. And I think that that can help us. Yeah. It's always, honestly, it's, it's one of those things that I've, I used to get so, I don't know if offended is the right word. I don't know, indignant at the, so the story that I read from Luke 17, Mm -hmm. uh, where there's 10 lepers, Mm -hmm. like leprosy is like the most disgusting, (laughs) awful disease ever. And so the idea that you, you were going to die in agony and Mm -hmm. isolation and then God healed you. Like you should be like over the moon, like just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yet 10 guys get healed and only one like, comes back and says thank you to the person that healed them and i used to get so angry at them and i'm like how could you possibly like receive that level of miracle that Mm -hmm. level of healing and not be grateful and i just feel like the holy spirit just kind of slapped me a few times when i got angry about that and it's like how many how many times have you not thanked me for something and i'm (laughs) like but you didn't heal me of leprosy like it wasn't a big thing it was was a little thing but right but i think that when we fail to be grateful for the little things we we miss opportunities to be grateful for the big things too yes yes it's a it's a dangerous game to play it is dangerous and being intentional just being mindful is is good being present yeah yeah so i I love this this got popular several years ago i saw it but somebody put out this thing of like find something to be grateful for every day Uh, but it wasn't just something it was something new Mm. Uh, and just that forcing you into like, okay, for the next 30 days, I'm going to be grateful for something, but I can't repeat anything. That's so like today I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, the breath in my lungs. Well, tomorrow you can't be thankful for that. Tomorrow you got to be thankful yeah. for something. Else. I'm thankful for my wife. Right. That's really easy for the first few days. But mm-hmm. like, it, what if you got to like the 30th day? What if you got like a whole year of that? Could you come up with 365 things to be just grateful for? Are you asking me personally? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think we all I, should I, be I able hope. to, right? I might say things the same way, but a little differently. <laughs> like I'm grateful that the sky is blue today <laughs> and not purple. <laughs> you know, I might think of some new uh-huh. ways to say things, but I think yeah. so. I think that is a good challenge. I'm yeah. not gonna take it, but I think it's a good. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you gonna take it? I, I mean, come on now. Let's start with 30 days, and then we'll work our way up there. No, I think that's true. Actually, I did a challenge like that recently okay. in my house with my son and my husband. Every night before bed, we read a scripture about joy okay because i felt like it was just a season where it was not joyish (laughs) it was like things were falling apart in our house we were tired of like dishing out money it was just a lot going on and i remember i said you know we need to practice having more joy in this house and it really did change the atmosphere and the environment like we i was more happy i saw that david and nia were happy we were laughing at things instead of like drowning in yeah. sorrow so i i believe that those things are true so maybe yeah. next year i'll try the challenge <laughs> 2025 how about that <laughs> <laughs> we'll 
we'll figure it out down the road. Somewhere. We'll figure it out. I'll let you know. But, uh, I, I do love this this idea of joy and, yeah. and choosing joy. And uh, there's a passage that says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh, and it yes. it always bothers me when I meet a Christian that is just the lack of joy. Like they're just they're bitter. They're angry. It's like, <sighs> man, you're weak. Like, yes. and I, I don't mean that in like an insulting way. Ow. It's just if no, no, no. I mean, if the scripture says the joy of the Lord yeah. is our strength. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And you have no joy that therefore you would have no strength. So. Wow. Like, I never thought about it. <laughs> that's intense. Okay. I just insulted like a ton of people. Yeah. So it's great. Okay. I told you, you don't have to be worried. If, if anybody's going to insult anybody today, it's so probably going to okay. be Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> no, that's really good. I never thought about it in that perspective. Yeah. yeah. So we we need joy. We um, do. You know, the I, I mentioned it on Sunday that the, the phrase rejoice is mm-hmm. like 300 times in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like. This is a command for us to to live this life. Yeah. Like, you know, are we always going to be happy? No. But you can always have joy mm-hmm. no matter what's going on. Yeah. I think that being in this season of freedom for me is bringing so much joy. Yeah. Um, I was just telling uh, my spiritual mother that I feel like I'm a different person um, after releasing the book and sharing my testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like I, um, I'm free. I'm not bound by, you know, thoughts or shame or guilt, um, or like people sharing a story that's not even the story. You know, it's like, I feel completely free and I feel like freedom brings joy. Absolutely. And so, I mean, if it, if it was any type of encouragement, it's, you know, begin to ask the Lord, what are those areas in my life? that are keeping me you know stuck or bound is it false expectations is it false hope you know what is what is it is it sin what is it that's keeping me bound because like in freedom there's so much joy yep and i think that this idea of joy and gratitude are interconnected yeah i think that when you find more things in your life to be grateful for yeah you're natural a byproduct of that is joy yeah like how can you be miserable if every day you're like i got this to be thankful for 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 but i'm still just gonna be a jerk and just angry no it doesn't work that way no unless it's about us and then you know if it's about us Things don't go that way, and we are not. Yeah. We're not happy. You yeah. know, we're discontent. So yeah. Well, it's a beautiful segue because the second part of of this "Wow, thank you, Jesus" phrase is it's recognition. Yeah. Right. Like it's. It, I said in the message, and I think I struck a nerve. You know, it's not "Wow, thank you, universe." Um, and Woo! there is like this weird thing happening in the world today where we're so grateful to the universe. Like Man, that's that was just, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, it is our th- our gratitude is directed at Jesus because, uh, as David said, every good thing yes. in my life is a blessing from God. It's mm-hmm. it's from my Creator. It's from my Master. And so, if, if you're going to have this gratitude, it needs to be uh, a statement of recognition as well. Yeah, that it's not because I'm so great; it's because He's so great. That part. Can you repeat that? It's not because <laughs> I'm so great. Um, I think that, again, that's the culture we live in. And so yeah. we have people who put all of this hope in, in themselves yeah. and not in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that is where we fall short every single time. Yeah. I can even testify to me that is where I fell short every single time when I put yeah. hope in my my abilities. Yeah. Because then when the praises don't come, when I do reach yeah. the mountaintop, it's like, well, they didn't recognize me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's because I put it in myself yep. 
And so I think, yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> and you end up being in that comparison trap. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And you're not you're not full of joy because you're like, well, I I like how you said yesterday when you got to the mountaintop, when we, you climbed a mountain, an actual I, yeah, mount, mountain. Yeah. And when you got to the top, you were so exhausted and tired and you had get, given it your all. And these group oh, of people. I was so bitter. I was so bitter. <laughs> like I, I, I didn't say it in, on Sunday because I was trying to be polite, but it, it was a very large family. And I don't mean large as in number, number of people in the family. And I was just, I'm like, I'm up there and like, I've put on some weight too. So like, I can't even judge nobody anymore. Oh my but in gosh. that moment I was like, man, I worked my butt off to get up here. To get here. And they, they got in their minivan and drove up here <laughs> and I'm, I was so bitter. Man. And I would say that was probably a heart thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I am not perfect. No, yes, no. I'm, I mean, I feel like that that's a good example of when we do the work and we get to the top, we want this reward. Yeah. And it's like when we know that God is because God gives strategy. So, yeah. I mean, that family, yeah. God gave them some strategy to get in that Man. minivan. Man. <laughs> They they were blessed with the they same view blessed, that I was, blessed. but they didn't have to hurt to do it. Yes, they didn't have to hurt. But yes, I love I love that illustration that you gave yeah. yesterday because it's real. We can miss the goodness of God when we do get to that place, that mountaintop, yeah. because we're focused on like just coming out of that season, the hurt, the pain, yep. and we don't see the beautiful things yep. that God is doing all around yeah, us, it. and we miss it. Yeah. yeah. But that that recognition piece to me is there. I, I, I will say and I want to be honest with you, like there is um, a balance, mm -hmm. right? Like we're not saying that you suck. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't get any credit for this. Like, yes, you put in hard work. Yes, you had a strategy that worked. Yes, you put in the hours. So like, hey, look, you, you've got talent. So, yes, let's celebrate yeah. those things. Yeah. But we got to understand where all of that even originates yeah. from. So yeah. like. Even if you can't be like, well, God did a miracle there. Well, you know, he's still he's the one that created the opportunity. Yes. Like he's no. still the one that gave you that talent that mm -hmm. you were born with. Yeah, you had to work hard to develop it. Mm -hmm. But God's even the one that gave you the strength to, yeah. to keep doing that. Like yeah. no matter what you are looking at in life, God has responsibility in it. Like God, yeah. God's the one that sets things in motion. Yeah. And so. Uh, I think that there is that balance of, of not just being so negative on ourselves like oh, I'm the worst person ever and I'm awful and I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. No, no, you, you're awesome. You're cool. You, man, yeah. The fact that you wrote a book like I mean, there's how many people has God told to write a book that didn't. Yeah. Right. So you true. actually listened to God. You did the thing that he was calling you to do. Mm -hmm. You should get credit for that. But at the same time, he needs to get credit because the if there's a most important ingredient in yeah. all of it, it's Jesus, not in us. all of it. Yes, yeah. I share in my book. Um, the reason why this moment I think is so much different for me with releasing this book is because of where I am in life. Like I'm fully surrendered to God, but I do share in my book um, during that season um, where. And I'm sure we'll get into that later. But during that season, I had put on a, a, a very, a very big conference. It was like 150 mm -hmm. people there. And I remember like I got it was all about the accolades. Like this mm -hmm. is my first conference as a businesswoman. And I'm going to I bring in this big speaker. She's, you know, a major speaker. Everyone loves her. People are coming to the conference because I brought her here. It was all about me, me, me. And um, yeah. sprinkle with God because we said prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as christians we're as great christians, at that we're you like know, we'll, we'll, we'll give him his little, with God. his little token moment thank you jesus right um and i remember like like reflecting afterwards 
I was in the lowest place of my life when I put that conference on, mm -hmm. but got all the accolades. It yeah. was it was like status after status. Like, oh my gosh, this was great. This was incredible. And none of that meant anything to me because I was in one of the worst seasons of my life. Yeah. I couldn't even um, appreciate yeah. the accolades because I was so um, in a sunken, broken place. Yeah. And so I do feel like where we are spiritually is a it helps us to celebrate those moments and see God because um it's just a healthy win yeah. I don't know how to how else to yeah. say it it's a healthy win it's from a place of like um God's hand really was on this not saying that it wasn't on my conference yeah. in 2018 but I couldn't even celebrate those wins yep. you know because of the state I was in yeah yeah. No, it's very real. Yeah. But so one of the things that um, I think it, it becomes so vital in this, and I don't know that we were really able to talk about it much in on Sunday, but this recognition thing, it's an act of humility. Yeah. And I, I think that when when somebody says, oh, man, success changed that person. Mm. I think that that's very accurate. First of all, I've met a lot of people that success changed them. It's like I knew you before and I knew yeah. you after you definitely different after. <laughs> Um, and I think in a lot of ways, it is this lack of humility yeah. that that you spend too much time in the green room. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, well, I, I can't be around the people. I need I need my, you know, know. my sparkling water in my the green room. Like, I do like sparkling water. No, <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> it's good. Okay? No, it's it's angry water. Let's do a challenge. It's so gross. Let's do a challenge no. and let's end no. this right no, now. Awful. Sparkling no. water is angry the best. water. No, that's all that is. That's just, it's just you awful. Know? Certain type of people drink sparkling water. Just uh -huh. do the research. Uh -huh. You know, yeah, you got sure. your top-notch people. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that when we have a healthy recognition yeah. of where the credit really belongs, yeah. that, uh, man, it I could, I could preach the best sermon of my life, but the moment I think it's because I'm awesome, yeah. man, I'm, I'm, I'm disqualified from, from this thing. Like, there, there has to be a humility in our successes that mm -hmm. on the peak, yeah, we're celebrating. We're like, this is awesome. Look what God's done. Uh, but it's got to be uh, with an act of humility and with recognition mm -hmm. that without him, yeah. this wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Uh, and so I can't get a big head that, oh, man, I'm, I'm so amazing. And yeah. I'm, I've got all these creative ideas and nobody can can preach like me. And man, there, God could use 50,000 people before he uses me yeah uh, and the moment that i lose that humility i'm in trouble yeah no and I, I know i keep going back to the heart but you know that's what scripture teaches us it's yeah. like what is in our heart it comes out yep. um it, it shapes us it's who we are it's yeah. our perspective and i really think we have to guard our heart in, mm -hmm. in those situations, yeah. keep you a community around you yeah. who's going to make sure that you are remaining humble, yeah. but also keep yeah. people around you who do celebrate yeah. you because you, yeah, you, you don't want to operate in false humility because right. that looks weird. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Ooh, that's, yeah, that's ugly. That's, that's, you not, know, that's it's, not attractive. It's look. not attractive. It looks weird. It looks like you're trying too hard. It's like yeah. you really want the glory, but it's like, no. You know, oh, <laughs> no, don't give me, give it to me. No. <laughs> um, so I think like just remaining balanced in your mm -hmm. perspective. It's yeah. like, I 
I did good at this, but it was yeah. only because of the grace of God. Yeah. I was able to write this book and it blessed many people, but it was only because of the grace of God. Yeah. So it's like that balance of, yeah. yes, God gave me these abilities and these yeah. talents, but it's only by his grace that yeah. I'm able to do these things. And yeah. I'm always kind of like, David's always like telling me the to calm down because like I see these Instagram preachers sometimes <laughs> and I don't know how much I can say without getting in trouble just throwing shade but I'm not throwing shade I'm not saying names uh -huh. I'm just saying in general sometimes I see these Instagram preachers and I'll like slide into their DM women women I'll slide into their DM I was like this <laughs> this conversation just took a different turn you're sliding into DMs <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, no, I was sliding. <laughs> no, okay. seriously. Yeah. And I was seriously. Clean that up a little bit. What okay, no. <laughs> like, women, Instagram, I was sliding to their uh -huh. DMs and I'll say something like, oh, you look so pretty, sister. You look beautiful. And give them some type of encouragement and mm -hmm. like, no response. Mm -hmm. Like, they wouldn't say anything. Or like, God will give me something to share with them. Like, just like, encourage her today. Like, she's that. And they like, big influencers and like no response right yeah. and i would be like it takes two seconds to be like thank you you know what i mean just give me a little heart give me a little just, heart just let me know that. you saw it and um i don't take those i don't take it personal mm -hmm. um because it's not a reflection of me yeah. you know but i think when we get in those positions that's something i always remind myself of so much so that sometimes i don't recognize who i am if that makes any sense okay. Um, I remember one time I made a joke with um, someone that looked up to me. It was like, but I just saw her as like a sister, you know yeah. what I mean? And I made a joke with her and it really affected her. And I was like, but I joke like this with all my friends. Yeah. And um, I had, God reminded me like she sees you as a mentor. Yeah. And so there's a different relationship. There's a there. different relationship yeah. there. And so it's good to see yourself in a healthy perspective, like know your influence yeah. a little bit. But I think like you should always remain relatable because mm -hmm. if God calls you to serve a group of people, like there should be a connection there. Yeah. Like you shouldn't treat the people you're called to serve yeah. like they are beneath you. Like this yeah. is a journey. This is it's a privilege to serve you. Yeah. So that's the position our heart should be in. Yeah. 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 So so Sunday we shot off confetti cannons. Mm -hmm. uh, first service, uh, we have to clean everything up to make it look like nothing happened or else it ruins the surprise yes. for the second service. Uh, and good. so. Um, we got all these people moving and I saw a, a broom that was available. So I just started sweeping as well. Like it's just the lull in between services. Mm -hmm. So I'm sweeping and somebody came up and they're like, oh, wow, I can't believe, you know, you go from preaching on the stage to sweeping the, the floor. And I was like, look, if I can't sweep the floor, I can't preach. Listen. Like if, if I, if I'm overqualified sweep to sweep, that. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and, and so, and that's not to try and be braggadocious or anything. No. Like it's, it's just the reality that. Um, you you got to learn how to serve and how to have humility even yes. in the successes. Yes. And then I, I would just love to add for for somebody out there that's like, man, I got a friend that's just got this big head and I need to keep them humble. Ooh, slow down. Slow down. Uh, because the way you keep them humble is not by cutting their legs out from under them. Yes. Because I think there's a lot of people, and I I felt this uh, on Sunday. There's a lot of people that there was something in their life that they wanted to celebrate. But they had a friend, they had a family member, they had a, a coworker, they had somebody that just came in and just, well, you don't really deserve that, and you weren't all that great, and they just cut the legs out from under them. 
And so as a friend, the best thing that you can do is celebrate the successes of your friends. Yes. And if you need to slip into there a little, man, isn't it amazing what God was able to do? Mm-hmm. Man, isn't God awesome for what, what, man, how cool is it that God used you in this way? Just bring God into the conversation, but yes. you don't have to cut somebody down. No. Like it's not your responsibility to humble someone else. Oh my gosh, uh, that's it, so good. It's, it's, it's their responsibility to humble themselves. When you do it, it's just an attack. It's an attack. Yeah, and it, it's never gonna go well. It's never gonna be that thing that they're, nobody's ever gonna respond well to that. Never. <laughs> it just doesn't no, work that way. Let's start with the social media posts. You know those quotes where they're like attacking people, but without yeah. attacking mm-hmm. people? Let's yeah. stop that. Um, and I think it's it's God is so gracious. Like when we give in that way, when we encourage our community and our friends, like yeah. we get that back. Yep. You know, when we build up others, yeah. they pour and they build back, build you up. So yep. I think that yes, but it is important. Yeah. I actually talked to someone after the service, and she, you know, admitted she confessed that she hasn't been able to celebrate any of her wins because of you know her family has been yeah. going through some major transitions and i i felt in that moment she looked free yeah like oh i get to celebrate so i think that yeah. was a god thing to create that space yeah yeah no, i think it's huge all right so that brings us to perspective so we, we've mm-hmm. talked about gratitude we got to we got to be grateful we got to be thankful for yeah. stuff uh we got to recognize that it's it's not us it's jesus yeah. uh, and even if i did a huge part of this it still jesus did more yes because uh, he always does more because yes. he's awesome yes um but then it really is just a matter of perspective and and i wanted that to be kind of the the takeaway from the message mm-hmm. because uh i think it's easy for us to sit here and talk about how do you celebrate a book hitting number one on Amazon? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's celebrate this monumental yeah. moment in your life. But how do we get people to celebrate every day? Mm-hmm. Where even if maybe, you know, it's been a bad day, work wasn't good, doctor's mm-hmm. report wasn't good, the kids are acting up. How do we live lives where we have our perspective on God and on this, this idea that even when things are bad, there's mm-hmm. still something that I can celebrate. And for some people's lives, man, you got to look really hard mm-hmm. to try and find that. Mm-hmm. But I think even in the worst, there's always, and that this is maybe I'm naive, but this is just my conviction mm-hmm. as, a, as a believer is that no matter how bad life is, there's there should always be something that you can say, wow, thank you, Jesus, mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of the scripture you used yesterday, which was Psalms 16 and 11. Um, in your, pre- you know, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. But right mm-hmm. before that line, it talks about how he makes, um, he directs and guides our paths. Yeah, yeah. And so that piece alone, um, and in your right hand, there's fullness of joy. Yeah. Those three things that he lists out in that passage act can activate our heart of gratitude because it's knowing that God directs and guides our life. So even in this moment where it feels down and overwhelming, God has a plan for all of that. And he's going to use every part of your life. Even this moment, he's going to use it for his good and his glory. Then there's this other part where it's like in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So that's not contingent on um, circumstances. It's it's contingent on being in his presence. So it's like you're creating that moment where you get to be in his presence and have that joy. And then in his right hand, there are pleasures evermore and what i see is like man when he overwhelms you in in his presence with joy he has more for you in his hand and um and so thinking about the future perspective of things and not just the present can create that heart of gratitude i believe 
Yeah, it was um, it was awful. Um, over what the I weekend. Just said was awesome. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm about to say is awful. Um, okay. No, so uh, over the weekend, a friend of mine passed away. Oh. Um, and it was it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hadn't been in touch in a while, and so like immediately when I first heard, it was just like, man, I wish I had picked up the phone. I wish I had called more. I wish. I found a way yeah. to connect with him uh, again because basically through COVID, it just we got disconnected. And like I, I was literally I was working on the message mm. when I got the, the phone call that, that he had passed. And like in that moment, it was it was such a reminder of the need for perspective because I was able to first grieve the loss of a friend. Mm-hmm. But my perspective immediately changed to man the joy that he has right now. Like he had, he had battled some health stuff most of his life, um, but he's in the presence of Jesus, yeah. his savior. And Amen. like just the, the perspective of that. So I, I feel like even in loss and pain and horrible things, what we have as believers is hope. Yes. And, and hope is this, it's such an incredible force in our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, Romans twelve twelve even says that we can rejoice in hope. Like you don't have to have anything else mm-hmm. to, to, to rejoice in. Yeah. Just the fact that you have hope mm-hmm. is something that you can, you can have joy. You can rejoice in the hope that you have. And the scriptures promise us that there's coming a day when he's going to wipe away every tear. There's going to be no more sickness, no more disease, no more death. Mm-hmm. And if, if we have nothing else that we can be joyful about, that we can celebrate, we can celebrate that. Yes. Right. The hope Amen. that we have in Jesus. Yes. And so, for me, that perspective sh- shift is, uh, it may be the most important thing that we yeah. could we could even tell anybody. That, yeah. that if you will turn your attention, f- even for just a moment, off of what's wrong mm-hmm. and put it on to Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I love, I think it was Stephen Furtick talked about his dad and he was battling, I think it was cancer, and talked about how much they prayed for his healing, prayed for his healing, prayed for his healing, and his dad passed away. And then Stephen Furtick was able to celebrate the healing that his dad received. Mm. And it's like, it's such a, such a weird moment where you're like, but he, but he died. Yeah. It's like, no, he's healed. Yeah. Cause he's with Jesus yeah. and there's no more cancer yeah. in heaven. Man. And so it's just this, I don't know, there's a perspective that can be absolutely beautiful yeah. when we put our hope in Jesus. Yes. I think that is key. Our perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> It'll mess with you though. It, it, the perspective isn't easy. It isn't easy, but I think it's a muscle like uh-huh. a, that you work. The more you do it. Yep. The more you do it, the more it'll just, you'll see a shift. It, yeah, I think yeah. it's a book that's ta- Paradigm Shift. Paradigm Shift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I read that uh-huh. when I was, I was forced to read it by my father, but yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So when we change our perspective, it does change everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I use it all the time mm-hmm. in, in illustrations for sermons and random moments, but the whole thing in photography, a forced perspective, mm-hmm. right? When everybody's taking the picture of the Leaning Tower of Pisa and mm-hmm. it, like, it looks like they're holding it up or they take pictures with the Eiffel Tower. It looks like they're holding it. I know. Like, yeah. This, this idea of forced perspective, you, you, fa- you force the object in the foreground to appear larger than the thing in the background. Mm-hmm. And so much of life is like that. Yeah. Like whatever you choose to focus on, yeah. that thing gets big. That's so good. Uh, and so when you f- choose to focus on the problem, now all of a sudden the problem is enormous and God is like this tiny little oh, speck. But yeah. if, if we will, I mean, I think it's why David and so many of the Psalms talk about magnify the Lord. Mm. Like, does God need to get bigger? 
<laughs> not really because he's yes. god yes. uh infinite but we need to magnify our perspective of god that That's we need so to bring good. god into the foreground and stop putting him in the background That's stop so putting good. him on the side of the situation and yeah. bring him to the foreground so that god becomes the biggest thing in our life mm -hmm. and and when god is big everything else is tiny in comparison absolutely so absolutely that's so good that's all right good. so here we go uh i want to get into the your story a little yeah. bit because i i've got this i don't know this thought and tell me if i'm wrong but i i think i'm right that a lot of times uh our big peak moment yeah. is only possible because of the valley we were in mm. And it's it's kind of like the idea of nobody gets a miracle that doesn't need a miracle, mm, right? Yeah. So you don't you don't get miracle healing if you're not sick, right? You don't get a miracle of provision if you're not like desperate mm -hmm. for provision. Like mm -hmm. it's it's the miracle happens when there's something missing in life or when there's something that you're lamenting or there's there's a valley that you're going through. Yeah. And a lot of times it's it's the the transition from the valley to the peak yeah. that is where we see God in action. And so, so you write a book mm -hmm. that ends up number one on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, but that book isn't written unless you're in a valley. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that process. Well, okay. For a me, as she blinks 85 times. <laughs> Cause I'm like, Throwing okay. On the spot. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm happy to share my testament. Look, I'm happy to share my testimony because it really is a testimony of God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. um, in 2018, there was a situation where I was in an emotional situationship. I think mm -hmm. that's what the the youth are calling it, <laughs> um, where I was seeking attention. I can't attention. keep up with the youth. I can't either, no cap, but I think, I just... you know, that's the way they say it now. An emotional situation <laughs> situationship okay. where I was seeking attention, validation, affection, all of those things outside of my marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband ended up finding out. And of course, that was very traumatic yeah. for all of us. Um, and I remember after being exposed, because that's what I call that chapter, mm -hmm. um, when God removed the veil and he exposed what really was happening, um, I found myself in a very, I was in a valley. Mm -hmm. If there was something lower than the valley, I was there. Yeah. Um, because um, in that moment, I had lost my full identity in who I thought I was. Yeah. Um, who I believed myself to be in Christ as a believer. Um, it was just a very low place for me. And I did not see any way that God was going to redeem that story yeah. at that moment. I did not see it. Um, but it became um, a situation where through community, through spending time with God, through fighting for the identity I believed, I, you know, who I was, what scripture said about me after fighting and wrestling, God, he eventually, eventually redeemed that story mm -hmm. and um, he healed my marriage. Um, yep. He restored and not just restored the broken pieces. He put that thing back together yeah. to where it was new. Yeah, because uh, honestly, and, and just jumping into your story, I mean, yeah. you it wasn't like marriage was great. And then I screwed up. Yeah. Like it was, there was, there was problems in the marriage. Yeah. Yes. Then I made it worse. <laughs> yes. And then God didn't just bring us back to the broken marriage. Yes. He no. made it better than before. He did. He did. Yeah. And I just remembered that it was so much shame yeah. in that, in being exposed. 
um, and just having that, you know, that perception of like, oh, she did this and she did this to her husband. And um, that was the biggest thing I had to wrestle with. And I just, I didn't know how God was going. Me being a businesswoman, everyone knew me having some type of influence. I didn't see how God was going to redeem that story. And so when I was in the valley, I don't even think I... I don't even think I had a moment where I was like, oh, I'm in the valley. Mm -hmm. It was a a moment where I was literally fighting for my life, like spiritually, emotionally, mentally. And um, after we went through counseling and after years of just finding healing, God healing us, redeeming us, healing me, redeeming me, he was like, so you're going to share this story. Yeah. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, we just got to a place where we were doing better and he said that season was never it wasn't really about you even though you were in it and it happened to you there's so many people that I want to um, introduce to freedom through your testimony and so do I believe that God can use those valley moments to um, bring about a mountaintop I feel like yes for his glory mm-hmm. um but i think for me i'm just grateful <laughs> yeah. that i get to see the mountaintop yeah, yeah. and that this didn't it didn't take me out in the valley but there was a lot of building that mm-hmm. happened in those plateau years when i was writing when i was healing and yeah. going to counseling yep. but um being here i think for me the mountaintop wasn't the book i think the mountaintop was my freedom yeah it's so, beautiful yeah yeah, and and hanging out with you and David and seeing the relationship now, it's like, yeah, that's that's a mountaintop experience for it is. sure. Yeah, it uh, is. I, I love something you said too about, um, you know, it not just being about you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously that situation it starts off about you. Yes. Uh, but and, I, and this is another one of my convictions as a believer is that nothing that I go through in life is just about me. Mm-mm. Uh, and it's it ties into the uh, I'm a slave for Christ. Mm, yeah. And so it's not, you know, if I'm if I'm learning a lesson, it's not just so that I can have the lesson. Mm-hmm. It's it's for other people. And my my conviction for that comes from the fact that if it was just about me and my salvation, then mm-hmm. the moment I give my life to Jesus, poof, I disappear and yeah. I'm in heaven. Like it's yeah. it's over like that's. But no, like my story, my journey is it's not just about me connecting with God. It's about me connecting with God so that I can help others connect with him. Yes. And so I, I choose to look at my entire life through this filter of, OK, what's the lesson that I can teach somebody mm-hmm. else than this? Yeah. How, how can I use what God just blessed me with to bless somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I use, you know, this defeat and the victory that God's brought to help other people either avoid the defeat in the first place Man. or if they've already f- suffered the defeat, how can I help them mm-hmm. be victorious as well? Yeah. And so I think just l- going through life as believers, as Christians, we should have this perspective of it's not about me. Yeah. Uh, and if we will continue to have that perspective, it helps with the perspective thing. It helps with the gratitude thing. Mm-hmm. It helps with the recognition thing. Yeah. But if, if we go through life and it's just, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. I, I love Joseph's story, mm-hmm. right? You know, he's yes. like, what you intended for evil, God's using for good. Yes. And and there's so many things in our lives. And sometimes mm-hmm. what, what 
you and Center for Evil was really what I did that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> God can use he used. his glory. Oh, um, my gosh. And it's not permission to keep doing stupid stuff. No. Uh, but it is saying that, hey, even when we mess up, there's something that God can use from that. Uh, it's, scripture says God works all things together yes. for our good. Not yes. all the good stuff yes. for our good, but just all things. Like, yes. he's, he's going to work things so that he gets glory in mm-hmm. the end. And so, you know, that's to say, d- did God want you to have, you know— in my terminology, an emotional affair. Yeah. I don't know, the situationship. Of, I mean, we can go with that. That's more your <laughs> it's millennial. It's more my, my yeah, language. We can do that. My age. Um, <laughs> yes. No cap. No um, cap. Oh, God. <laughs> It's the only one I've learned from my kids. It's the only one I've learned from my kids. Yeah, anyways. Yes, yes. Um, did God force that to happen? No, not, yeah. not at all. That's Absolutely. that's not what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, but God can say, man, you messed up here. Yeah. But if you'll give me a chance, I can make something good come out oh of that bad. Absolutely. And so I think that's just the encouragement I want to give to, to people today yeah. that are listening, that if you're in a valley, God can turn it uh, to something that's worth celebrating. Yes. Um, and even in the valley, there's still things to, to celebrate. Yes. Um, but we've got this incredible hope that God's awesome. He, and he is. always is. He works things together yeah. and he loves us. Yeah. So every moment is just for him is an yeah. opportunity for him to pour his love on us in yeah. every season yeah. and so um that unconditional love is what keeps me going yeah. um it's what has healed me just his unconditional love it's what's redeemed me and so yeah, yeah. just that's something to celebrate Absolutely. that he loves us yeah yeah beautiful i love it all right i want to give you the opportunity for the last 10 percent. what is if you could encourage somebody listening right now that needs to celebrate, what, what would you say to them? I would say go hard. No, I'm just <laughs> I would say, no, seriously, take the opportunity to reflect on the goodness of God because we've all been in places where it has been hard. It, yeah. There was valleys and there was moments where you didn't see yourself coming out of this situation or getting that promotion or, you know, stepping out and doing that book. But when you are able to do it through God's grace, like that is something to celebrate. That's yeah. God's goodness is his faithfulness. And I would just encourage you to embrace that um, because God is just so amazing and it's, it's showing his love. It's the gospel. You yeah. know, when, when you walk out those celebration moments, it's showing that we serve a good God and yeah. he wants to do great things through us. So I would just encourage that to just embrace it. It's God's well, glory. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so uh, dear sis, you can live free. Dear be free. sis, you can live free. Live free. That's what I thought it was. And bro, no. Uh, <laughs> dear sis and bro. Dear sis uh, and bro, we're coming out with that. Me and David. <laughs> and they can and they can get that on Amazon. Yes, uh, yes. So it's on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Um, it's wherever books are sold. Of course, I'm going to do some more, um, more intimate events. So be on a lookout for that, where cool. we can discuss like freedom in Christ and what that looks like. But I'm any excited. plans for an audiobook? Yes. Can I use this equipment? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Come in and use the studio? No, no, no. There is a plan next year. I would love to do an audio book. Um, cool. A couple of people have encouraged me to even read it myself. So yeah. um, I'm excited about that. Well, that's awesome. I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us for this Between Sermons. And I got to warn you, this is this was the final Between Sermons for the year. It's okay. We're, we're coming back uh, in 2024. We'll be back. Uh, but we are going to be taking this uh, holiday season, uh, give our team a break for a little bit, and then we'll be back in January uh, with some fresh episodes for you. So we will see you there. God bless. Mm-hmm.